Oh, my love, my darling, wow. I hunger for your touch. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Ty Go to the Movies with special guests Tim Davis and Marie. This is the podcast where all four of us went and saw a movie at our local Regal Cinema Theater. And now we're going to talk about it in Matt's Honda Pilot right after the movie in the parking structure with this rival car parking next to us. Uh, we're going to try to talk about such things as should you see this movie? Should you not see this movie? Do you have to see it in theaters? Could you save it for streaming? Do you snack during this movie? Can you relax during this movie? Or do you need to pay attention? I am Todd Domer. And I'm Matt Malloy. And I say you need to pay attention <laughs> for this one. Um, yeah, so... We're back. We saw another movie. We're going to talk about it. This movie is called A Haunting in Venice. It's the next in the series of Agatha Christie movie based on her books. And uh, we've got another one here, the third one, with Heracle Poirot. Poirot. Yeah, he's back. But anyway... Who's in this movie, Tim? Tell us. Well, uh, of course, Kenneth Branagh returns as Poirot. Uh, he also directs. Um, uh, he's been in tons of things over the years. Mostly a Shakespeare actor, but you know he's been in everything. And obviously, Poirot is a role he has uh, taken on these last couple of years. Um, we also have Michelle Yeoh uh, shows up in this as a uh, a medium, as she prefers to be called. Uh, Tina Fey is in this from good old Saturday Night Live fame and other movies. Um, she plays a, uh, I think an Agatha Christie stand-in in a way. Uh, she uh, plays a, a famous author who has fallen on hard times recently and looking to restart her book career, you could say. And uh, the other actors, I'm not sure are, are name value known, but uh, Jamie Dornan plays a, 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 a troubled doctor in this. He is mostly known for being the star of the Fifty Shades movies. Uh, I know him from being the Huntsman on Once Upon a Time, the TV show back in the day. Um, he was in Belfast! Oh, yeah, he was in Belfast as well. That's true. And uh, Kelly Riley plays the mother of a uh, daughter who died um, in this, and she's been she's famous now for being on Yellowstone, the uh, Kevin Costner western, but She's been in many movies over the years, including the Robert Downey, Sherlock Holmes movies, and as well as uh, the Denzel Washington movie, Flight. I would say that's it for name value actors that I recognize. All right. Well, there's a few people in it, especially as for in these movies. a fairly small cast. Yes. Um, so what is this movie about? Well, this movie, like uh, the previous two... Uh, Murder on the Orient Express and a Death on the Nile. Um, There's there's a murder to be solved. Uh, There's a group of people who have been cut off from uh, the outside world due to some force. And uh, one of them is a murderer. And uh, in fact, in this movie, there are several uh, murders in the movie, which are uh, eventually sussed out by Hercule. 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 Kenneth Branagh's character. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Although he is straight up called Hercules at some point. Yeah, well, which yeah. is a running joke that no one says his name. Right. Okay. Right. Hercule is his name. Um, yeah, and I can't say it. And when we reviewed Death on the Nile, I couldn't say it. And, <laughs> yeah. um, still can't. Still can't. So, 
<laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, so this is sort of, you know, we've got a different setting. We're in Venice this time, and there's sort of a spooky theme to this. There's this, um, basically, what happens is everybody ends up at this seance. And really, uh, Perot is there uh, to kind of debunk what the what is happening with He's this medium. Skeptical. He's very skeptical. You know, um, the reason they're having the seance is this mother wants to communicate with her dead daughter who died in the very house where they all get trapped due to a storm. And um, there's various other characters sprinkled in there. Um, but, but it's all focused around what happened with the daughter. Is she trying to communicate from the grave? Um, and is the medium real? And all those questions are answered in this movie, but I won't answer them now. I'll just tell you that you know, it's it's a typical one of these movies where Perot. Who done it? It's a who done it. It's a let's solve the murders. Let's figure out what's real and what's not real, and why everything happens. And uh, you got to pay attention. You do. You do. If you wanna, if you wanna figure it out before he does. Mm. Is that really possible? I don't know. But anyway, uh, Todd, let's let's share with our our friends here on the podcast. Um, and did you pay attention? I paid very attention because well, I enjoy these movies. Well, I do too. What is your gut reaction then, based on your attention to A Haunting in Venice? My gut reaction is that um, just like the other two movies, I enjoyed this movie. It's all three movies are very similar, so it's like how good can it be when you're kind of doing the same thing over again? But I do think each movie has like just in a little bit turned the story on its head to like um, come at stuff from different angles. And so this one kind of did that as well. And I, um, I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was um, good. I don't think anyone's going to win any reward or uh, awards for this, but I did enjoy the acting. I thought the, the script was, um, really tight in some areas, which I liked, and then there were other areas where it was a little bit looser and funny, and I thought it fit pretty well. Like, there were just some kind of comical parts of people, not things happening, but people talking to each other, and it was almost like, each time one of those came on, I felt it was a breath of fresh air from the seriousness, and it wasn't done in a way of, like, you know, so jokey, ha ha ha, like, you know, it just was kind of sprinkled through in a good mixture. Um, and then so I want to get a props to that because we do live in a day and age where humor is used wrong in movies, I feel. So I felt like this one did the right way. Um, and, you know, like, I, I'm i going to chalk it up to the fact that I, you know, I watch these movies and I pay attention. I almost was 100% in my guessing for this movie. I had Ooh. I had a theory about... Uh, probably a halfway through it, and I was extremely close. I was only off by a couple of small details. Mm. So I was happy with myself with that. Like, um, But I don't think that's a mark of the movie. It wasn't predictable. Just Yeah, I mean, having done two other movies like this and knowing the format and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I was just super paying attention. You know, a lingering shot on a mm -hmm. teacup or like anything like that. Mm. I was like, I see what you did there. Um but that's fun for me. Like, some movies I go to just shut my brain off and to be like, hey, here's two hours of whatever. 
and I just want to relax or whatever. And then some some movies I want to put my mind to work. And I it's nice to know those movies when you go in. Like I knew what we were in store for. I knew it was going to be my goal to predict what happens. And um, I had a good time doing it. So do I think this movie is like stellar or awesome? No, but it's a nice whodunit. And it's a nice like little mental workout, I thought. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time. I support it. I like these movies. So I'm going to say go see it in theaters to support more of either these movies with Hercule Poirot. I'm fine with more. Um, or just in general whodunit movies. Right now it seems like we've got Glass Onion and these movies are the yeah. only kind of movies going on and there were times that this movie where and and this is probably just in my mind there were times in this movie where it reminded me of clue and yes. i just like kind of laughed at it i was like that's nice like clue is fantastic. a lot of like the close-up like key in holes closing doors and stuff like that just really reminded me of clue i don't you know the keys are keys i guess i don't, I don't know yeah. but so that was nice um so i support this movie i say go see it if you're not a fan of the first two movies, you're not gonna like this one, so probably don't see it. But if you have watched the first two or you've read the books and you're like, this is up my alley, then go see it in theaters and support it. Help Kenneth make more, I guess. And uh, that's gonna be my two cents gut reaction. Marie, how'd you feel about this movie? I thought this movie did what it set out to do. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the first two movies, so it's nice to um, it's nice to be with you guys where I've seen everything before mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. and can compare it. Um, the things I liked about the movies were I, I enjoyed the cinematography and the close-ups and the angles and some of the dramatics with that. Um, and even though it was kind of dark and creepy for most of the movie, there were some really nice um, shots of Venice. And one of the things I enjoy about this franchise um, is th their interesting places that they go for the movies. Mm -hmm. were the settings are interesting and different. Um, it was fun to see Tina Fey. And, um, and I thought this was, it kept to the formula of these movies, but it, it was a little different. It was kind of creepy. Um, there was more creepiness in this movie than I remember in the other movies. and. And things were jumping out at you, and I jumped several times. Luckily, that you know faded towards the end of the movie because I was like, I just I'm not gonna be able to do two hours of jumping every time something comes out at me. Um, so I don't enjoy that part of like horror creepiness. I don't like things jumping out at me. Um, but uh, I did spend some time, like you, Todd, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to like figure the formula and I knew there'd always be a second murder and you know maybe more um, so I was kind of waiting for those things to happen um, and then just kind of knowing from the other movies a little bit who they ended up who ended up being the the real murderer I thought some of the side plots were interesting too Tina Fey's character and um, the medium's whole situation um, was a fun little distraction from the main storyline. Um, and also the kid that was in here, that, that actually, I didn't see that one coming. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I also do like a movie that kind of wraps things up at the end. And so they did that 
and um, I enjoy walking out without a ton of questions. And so they wrapped up pretty much most things, um, but also left something so that the main character is not as 100% sure that he knows exactly how the world works as he did at the beginning of the movie. And I enjoy that about people when, or characters, when they, they think they know everything and then maybe, maybe they don't. Mm. Um, but if, just like you, if you like the first two movies, you'll enjoy this one. Agreed. Tim? Uh, I'm in step with you guys. I think uh, you know this franchise is a lot of fun. Uh, whodunits have always been one of those genres that I always enjoy when they're done well. And uh, Branagh's kind of tapped into a little a little franchise of his own here, and I mm -hmm. think he does a great job with them. Like, as we've seen, not everybody can direct themselves in a movie and it work, but he's done all three of these now, and uh, they've all been great. I'd say um, uh, they're you know the character work is great. I think he's really grown into the role even more. I remember the, I grew up on the PBS Poirot that was on for years because my parents always loved watching it and so I was so used to that actor and I think Branagh's really made this his own now and uh, he's kind of put his own spin on Poirot while still keeping a lot of the same quirks and delivery of like really clever lines and and I think that's 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 to his credit because that guy on PBS you know played him for like 20 years and really uh, really kind of became the role so uh, and again I think they always cast well in these like they usually they get a fun group of actors and if I'm an actor I'd want to be in one of these I think you get, it's fun you know you get to do a twist on something or play something different and uh, you know Tina Fey clearly was having fun I think Michelle Yeoh clearly wanted to be in this I, I just it feels like a, a fun movie franchise you can jump into one movie and then you don't have to the only guy who has to recur is Kenneth so, um, and I think it was also interesting to incorporate horror elements into a, usually a murder mystery. Usually his movies are all cerebral and, you know, straight, not straightforward, but at least, you know, t taking you through the, muzzle, the, the puzzle pieces and all that. But by making it a haunting in Venice, he did some things differently with this movie, with the tone, with the music choices, with the camera angles. Like he even did what I call the Spike Lee cam, where a couple of times where, uh, Poirot was searching around and the camera is on him yep. and walking with him yeah. and that was a very Spike Lee thing but it worked for this tone because it showed that even Poirot is starting to wonder wait a minute you know I can't explain some of this is am I am I starting to wonder if this is supernatural or not and I think that helped the viewer also start to wonder wait should I really open up to something else here well you know if Poirot doesn't know how am I supposed to know so I thought that was a, a, a great way to freshen up the formula while still being a Poirot movie. And, uh, and I think as long as they keep doing this, you know, I'm going to see him and see him when I can. I mean, do you have to see this in theaters? No. But again, it's about supporting different movies, different genres. And I think the atmosphere setting and some of the sound design in this was meant for a big screen, like especially some of the door slams and the... Sudden, sudden lurches and stuff, and I think that would work better with a surround sound system like a theater can provide you. So overall, yes, I recommend this as well, especially if you've been on this franchise for now or just want love a good old whodunit. Matt? Well, I thought this movie was fine. Um, I didn't think it was great, uh, but I didn't dislike it. Uh, some things that 
I, I did like, Tim, you touched on the, the kind of a little bit horror, a little bit spookier of uh, uh, a theme. Uh, I like that as a as a horror film aficionado mm -hmm. um i like i like it a little bit of a darker tone uh and i thought that that they they pulled that off well without without sacrificing kind of the elements mm -hmm. of of this formulaic uh and i don't mean that in a bad no, way i mean they didn't sacrifice the formula that has done well over three movies now they weren't um, cheap scares they were all I thought earned. They were earned. Yes, mm -hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't. Let's kill someone randomly for no reason, and or let's just do a scare just to make the audience jump. Like right. it was actually like it in the movie plot at that moment. It made sense to do. It. Yeah, um, I felt like there was, and and you almost have to with a movie like this. But I felt like that there was a little bit uh, more of a slow build at the mm -hmm. at the front end of this. Including some elements that I, I I don't think we really needed, but um, eh, maybe there's some tie in there. There's a whole party that happens kind of mm -hmm. at right. the beginning of the movie, which I could have taken or le or left. Yeah. Um, but I can see even there, there's a little bit of tie in to some of the elements of the movie. So um, overall, I I didn't have a bad time. I did enjoy myself. Um, and uh, I guess I, I would recommend uh, this movie, uh, especially, as you all said, you know, if you like the other ones, you'll like this one too. Uh, and this is not a bad entry. Uh, I thought that it was a little bit of a departure from the second movie where, if I recall correctly, we got a lot more kind of in-depth into Perot's history yes, yes. and personal uh, backstory. They which, hinted at it in this one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they mentioned the woman's name, and I couldn't remember if it was the woman he ended up with at the end of the last movie, Catherine. Yeah, I can't remember if that was the nurse from the war. No, I think Catherine was the nurse from the war. That was okay. That was then. Yeah, he was I agree with you that the, most of the movie, I was like, "Where's the woman you ended up with in the last movie?" Yeah. Right, right. And they never really touched on it. Yeah. So knowing him, he probably drove her away. Yeah. <laughs> well, spell that for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and I, I also agree, Maria, I, I like to have things wrapped up at the end of the movie and they did a fine job of explaining everything. There was a reason for everything and, and everything was buttoned up nicely at the end of this. So overall, yep, I enjoyed it and, uh, I don't think it's a super great movie, but I think it's a, a fine addition and a good example of this type of movie. Mm. So, yep. fair. Well, down to the important business here. How many haunted gardening tools would you give this movie? <laughs> Which no one will understand until you see the movie, and that's yep. the way I like it. Yes. As well, um, it's like Clue, the wrench in the library. Yeah, so zero <laughs> being uh, the worst, uh, five being the best, because then you can get a lot of gardening done, and that's a lot of vegetables that you can grow, and you're almost mm -hmm. self-sufficient there. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. And maybe you can even grow haunted vegetables. Ooh. Haunted vegetables. My second choice that popped in my head was going to be how many haunted apples. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I went with haunted gardening tools. Yes. So, uh, let's start with Matt. Well, as all we right. do. As we do, yes. Uh, I'm going to give this three haunted gardening tools. Um, 
I, I dug the spookiness of this movie and that elevated it a little bit uh, for me, but a solid movie. And uh, I will say that I recommend seeing this movie. And that's what I'll say. Good stuff. Marie? I'm going to go with 3.2. 3.2. Nice. I still have a couple of questions, but mm-hmm. overall, it was fun. Nice. Tim? Yeah, uh, I would say I've enjoyed all three of these. This one is probably... Uh, see, I don't want to say like least favorite. That doesn't sound. No, this appealing. is my least favorite of the three. Yeah, but, but, it, I, enjoyed but I still it, enjoy it because they're I all different. I think I enjoyed some of the other ones. I think just I enjoyed the better. others a little more, and that's yeah. not a knock. Um, yeah, yeah. I, so I'm gonna put it at a three point one. Um, I am definitely not too far off from one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that I was at times in line i felt with hercule himself in yes. my thinking that i pulled a new level of uh, enjoyment out of this movie uh, yeah, sure. mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna chalk that up to kenneth Branagh. i feel like that was his plan and i fell yeah. right into it so i'm gonna i landed on a 3.5 nice. i had a good time i'm proud of myself and um i do recommend seeing this movie not that you'll have much of a chance pass if you want to see it in theaters if you're gonna see it in theaters you gotta do now because it's not gonna be here much longer this is true. And also, did anyone guess my song connection? And no, it's not because Elvis Presley is dead. I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. Duh. What was it? Is it because of the... It's Ghost. It's Ghost. ghost. Okay, it's good. Ghost. Yeah. Well, no one said anything. I was like... More. Come on. I was yeah. waiting... Well, I was going to bring it up. At okay, the, good. Uh, I should have trusted Does you. anyone have any extra thoughts? Uh, I was going to bring up your connection to man, the movie Ghost. I jumped the gun mm-hmm. and I couldn't... Yeah, you couldn't help Just keep my mouth shut! <laughs> <laughs> Well, does anyone have any extra thoughts before we wrap yeah. things more, up? More whodunits. More whodunits. I love whodunits. Yeah, it was okay. fun. It's it was, a great job. Yeah, it was fun. I'm hoping that this franchise and Glass Onion just kind of play off of each other. Like, they each yeah. kind of come out with come a out movie every years. during yeah. a lull of when there's nothing happening. You're like, oh, whodunit. Yeah, I guess, you know, my only, my last, the only other last comment I've had is mm-hmm. I remember thinking through this movie is, I thought these movies were funnier. Like... This I one was. This, the I least thought funny. the other movies were yes. just a little bit funnier. I think that I mean this one did have a couple witty witty exchanges, but yeah, this I think because again the subject material they they wanted to go more serious. More horror. One. But then like I guess part of part of Poirot's fun is his wit and right. playing off of each other because he's so cold at times. Yeah. And, so there and wasn't I thought they, much there was only that. a couple of those exchanges. I yeah. thought Tina Fey was trying to bring comedy to the scenes that needed it. Well, but it was subtle. It was subtle. Yeah. It was more subtle. Maybe that's a better way of framing yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. It was more subtle in this movie than some of the other ones. But it's not Glass Onions. You know, it's a different... It's no, a it's whole not. Yeah, it's a whole different vibe. You know, yeah. it's it's a little bit more cerebral. Um, but, I, but I did think that no, you're right. there was right. more humor in the other ones. But mm-hmm. this one definitely was creepier and, you know, I think that's what a different want. style. Mm-hmm. So they traded off for this. Yeah, also, like, for the first two movies, it's, like, fun... Up until the murder, and then he's this off, movie, then. the fun oh, goes yeah. out the window in like the first ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, was, it, even before no the uh, the first murder happens, you're like, oh, the fun's Ooh. gone. Yeah, like, right. you're right. You're <laughs> it's right. a little you're bit right. more and serious. Again, I think that was a choice. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's what I was missing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we we reviewed the movie A Haunting in Venice. And we gave it an average rating of 3.2. Uh, 
not magical, haunted garden uh, tools out of five, which is a decent rating. And I think we'd all say that you should go see this movie unless you hate uh, Venice or Hauntings or Kenneth Branagh or Tina Fey or Whodunits. If you hate any of those things, probably skip. But otherwise, you're good. And so, uh, yeah, if you are listening to this, I'll speak directly to you right now, listener. Keep listening, keep downloading, keep subscribing, and we will see you next time. Da 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 da